Blog Talk Radio. The following is a post time with Mike and Mike production. Trent Wicked is lonely on the lead. He's up by four on the outside. Don't tell me again. Cutting into the margin, but it's McWicked. Four years later, back at the top of the sport. Homicide Hunter who sweeps past to the outside. Homicide Hunter trying to get to the finish. It's Homicide Hunter who will hit the line. 148 and 4, the fastest trotter ever. Dewey did some good down the boulevard of broken dreams. Walker Meister coming at him. Walker Meister on the outside getting the best of him. Walker Meister in front. Giddy up. Three wide, all bets off. They're at the top of the stretch. Rockin' Ron turns first in the Battle of Lake Erie. On the outside, bit of a legend. Rockin' Ron, bit of a legend on the outside. Bit of a legend. This year's battle champion, 23 and 1. Homeward bounding gold cup in soccer. 59 somewhere. Penty rockin' in heaven. Rose Run Quest is there. Here the alert have won it! Twinkle takes aim in the passing lane. Now Caviar Alley is full gear outside. Sharton started feeling. Caviar Alley all out. Sharton digging deep. Sharton's gonna dig in here and get the win here. Sharton, tough on the front end. Then none shall pass for Tim Dietrich. Giddy up! You're tuned in to the official podcast of the Sport of Harness Racing Post Time with Mike and Mike with co-host Mike Carter. Foiled again! Hold on to win! Foiled again! Tough as nails! And Mike Bozich. The Iron Horse has cemented his legacy! Giddy up! The story was all about the wonder from down under Lazarus as he made his North American debut right here at Harris Beaver Park in the 2018 Dan Patch Stakes. He would return one month later to take the Hoosier Park Pacing Derby before heading on to stud duties. You've got post time with Mike and Mike presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Mike Carter joined this evening by Taylor Johnston and Jessica Otten. We are live covering the 2019 Dan Patch Stakes. And first, Jessica, you're uh, back joining us from the Meadowlands, and uh, we certainly appreciate you back. And uh, listen, we were in the paddock earlier. And I don't think I've seen you as ecstatic as you were. You, everybody calls her smiley. You couldn't have wiped the smile off your face a few minutes ago. No, you really couldn't. I was super excited. This is like my home. Well, my second home. So it was really good to see, like, everybody. I've been here for the past uh, couple of summers. So it's good to see everybody. I haven't seen them all summer. And, you know, being in Jersey is kind of 
lonely with the scatter of friends I don't have. <laughs> so it was really good to see everybody. Um, and I'm looking forward to spending the weekend with them. So I'm super glad to be here. All right. They're coming on to the racetrack for the eighth race. Uh, we may or may not cover every race. Uh, we, you know, we got some other things to talk about. Obviously, the $330,000 Dan Patch stakes. And Jessica, what a competitive field this is kind of drawn into. It goes as race number 11. There's a $25,000 guaranteed Superfecta pool. And we've got McWicked here. Excuse me. We got Lather Up. But we've also got the hometown hero, Always a Prince. Yeah, we do. Um, Mick Wicked, you know, he's kind of been on and off this season. We did see him winning the Garrity over at uh, Saratoga. He's been racing well at the Meadowlands. He raced good in the Ben Franklin at Pocono Downs. You know, it just kind of depends on what Mick Wicked wants to show up. I don't think he's been to the Winter Circle yet here at um, Harris Hoosier Park, so it will be interesting. I do like that he draws closer to the inside. Now, something interesting that I think a lot of people have forgotten about Always a Prince is the fact that he cut the fractions that allowed Lather Up to score that 146 mile in the graduate. And for more on Lather Up, let's go to the third member of our broadcast team, Taylor Johnston, is back with us as well. Taylor? All right. I really do love Lather Up. As you know, I am over at Side of Downs this summer working as their marketing and social media director. So it's so great to see an Ohio bred out here tonight. And man, he he's a once in a lifetime horse, I believe. I know the Teagues had Wiggle It, Jiggle It, but this this one could be better. You know, we talked a little bit to Clyde Francis earlier about those two having to race against each other and some interesting news breaking earlier this afternoon. 50% of Lather Up has been sold to the tailor-made uh, farms, and so he has a stud deal basically now. So we may only get to see them race a couple of times against each other. I, I mean, I think it would be great to see them race against each other, each other. Two of the best horses, I think, personally, for myself. I would love to see them race next to each other, and I can't wait to see what Lather Up brings the rest of the season and can't wait to see a stud year. All right, the horses are beginning to make their way over to the front paddock. And, Jessica, one thing about Harris Hoosier Park that I love is that they use the front paddock on their stakes nights and uh, normally they run the, or excuse me, not run, excuse me, run the first race out. You know, actually that's not, okay, that's not the worst thing I could have said, okay? No, 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 not no. in that predicament, but they raced the first race out of the, uh, out of the front paddock. They did not do that tonight, but the horses are starting to make their way over. And some of the fans actually get to go over and kind of see what the horses uh, look like, how the drivers and trainers interact with them. It's definitely something special. Yeah, that's something I do like about Hoosier Park. Um, they do use that to their ability to get fans to see what goes on. I think that's what a lot of the sport is missing is they don't get to see what happens behind the scenes. And um, I think that they do a really good job here. I know they try to do it on race nights, uh, all race nights, you know, try to get one or two races raced out of that. And like I said, I think that's what the sport uh, is missing is tracks that don't have the front paddock, you know. They get to really see what's going on. And when the Dan Patch horses get ready to post parade, I mean, they're – five, six, seven deep on that fence over there. And I think that's amazing. They really get to see what's going on. Now, Taylor will be in the sea of humanity later. And one thing about the thoroughbred industry is all the trainers, all the driver or excuse me, jockeys and grooms and things of that sort are and the connections are in that paddock. But tonight it'll be all the trainers and drivers and everybody else. It, it's got to be a really cool feeling to be amassed in all of that and be right up here with the fans. Oh, it's, it's such a wonderful thing. I love being in the front paddock here. Um, it just, it's the best way to experience this experience right here. You get to see all the fans. You get to see the young kids that are in all of the drivers and the trainers and the horses coming up to them. It's such a great, it's a great experience. And I love, um, that everybody is kind of in the same place. I don't have to go searching for everybody <laughs> through the paddock with the, like a chicken with my head cut off. 
All right. Well, Taylor is going to be providing Winner Circle Paddock reaction. She's going to provide some analysis as well. Taylor, we're looking forward to uh, having you on again tonight. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate being here with you guys. I've missed you. <laughs> All right, we're going to pause 30 seconds for station identification. This is the Bet America Radio Network. You're tuned in to the Bet America Radio Network. Host Jason Bean brings you new shows every Monday through Friday. We bring you the best personalities from across the racing world with extensive interviews, commentary, news, games, and more. The Barn is revolutionizing what horse racing radio can be. And you can hear new shows at BetAmerica.com or just search Bet America Radio Network on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. Get in the Barn. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Mike Carter, joined tonight by co-host Jessica Otten and Taylor Johnson, who will be providing winner circle and paddock reaction along with analysis throughout the evening. The eighth race is on the racetrack. It is a full field of 11, Jessica, and it's one of those races that is... Uh, Excuse me, I said a full field of 11. Good call. A scratch of the uh, seven here. Shama Lama. I actually like that name. And Pete and, Pete and Melanie Wren is actually uh, your old stomping ground. Yeah, they are. Um, Shama Lama, his uh, barn name was Otis, and I don't know why. Like, I never knew his name was Shama Lama until, like, <laughs> the end of the season last year. He, he didn't race as a two-year-old, but Shama Lama. <laughs> All right. Race number eight, the George Wilkes. And, you know, it's an interesting race and an interesting field. Uh, Montreal Teague uh, was just on the screen here. Uh, the three hot rod. Ryan, I guess I should move our Swedish fish. You can see the uh, TV monitor here. Because, uh, listen, the TV monitor is not as big this year. Normally we got the big, huge screen and uh, not uh, not as big this go around. Uh, currently 3-1 to one on the two Thuban. I like the 10 and 11. Both are coming from the second tier, Jessica. And this is one of those races where it seems pretty wide open. Yeah, I have to agree with you. The... My topic of the race was in between the 11 and the 7. I know that horse is scratched sick, the 7. He's scratched again tonight. The 11, the only thing I don't like about it is that he is coming from the second tier. A lot of traffic can um, accumulate leaving the gate. But they do have a while until they reach the first turn here, which is nice because they do start further down in the stretch. Um, this horse has been sensational. Um, hasn't missed the board. Four starts, three wins, a second. Has a mark of 49-4 and four as a three-year-old. Missy Isaac does a great job with her young horses and her Indiana Reds. So he's coming out of the Indiana Sire Stakes into one of these um, mini-series races. All right. Race number eight is coming up here in about 60 seconds. We are going to forego race number eight and kind of skip over it and keep talking about uh, some of the later races. We do have a pick five sequence coming up that uh, some of us <clears throat> got a chance to take a look at. But uh, we got the pick five sequence coming up beginning in race number 10. A couple of guaranteed pools here on the program. But first... Let's talk a little bit about the head-to-head -head wager in race number 10. This is a wager that Hoosier Park Racing and Casino has brought on. Um, it features Freaky Feet Pete versus Jet Airway tonight. It's just two horses that, uh, you know, they, they've been kind of hit or miss. And what I like about this wager is it's not, you don't have the one-to-nine shot against some long shot. So it's, it, they try to make it a little bit competitive. Yeah, uh, and they don't even pick the favorites either. Uh, Freaky VP is morning line 12 to 1 with Trace TJ for Marty Reinheimer, and Jet Airway is morning line 6 to 1 with Lorraine Miller for D um, Dylan Davis. They both have great back class. Um, Jet Airway was a winner of 12 times last year out of 28 starts, second seven times with one uh, with a third place finish as well. Has a mark of 49 and 2. This guy was sensational last year as well. It was like once he hit the front, he was able to draw away. It was, it was, um, 
he's just awesome to watch. And, of course, you have to be a fan of the home track hero, uh, Freaky Feet Pete. He was also um, a sensational here at Hoosier Park and all over. I think he went to the Breeders' Crown and had one up there, you know. Um, his story is just great. Uh, he only had five starts last year, I think, due to in- injury. He's got over $1.6 million made. So their head-to-head wager in race 10 kicks off the pick five. It's the three, Freaky, freaky Feet Pete with Trey Cedric, and the five, Jet Airway with Lewayne Miller. All right. The eighth race is going off right now, and uh, the pick five wager, as I stated, goes off in the tenth race. We are going to be talking with Adriano Sorella. Guys, he's calling us from Mexico. He is not here on the grounds tonight, but Jimmy Jets look revved up and ready to go early. Oh, <laughs> you're okay. You're I thought fine. you said you were talking to Adriano. No. My bad. No, no, no. I said Adriano will be calling us here in just a little oh, bit to talk about oh, Jimmy Jets, and boy, was he revved up early. Yes, yes, he was. Sorry about that. Um, I love this horse. He's not huge in size, um, and he can leave the gate like no other. In the uh, the race over at um, Northfield Park. When he had the seven hole, he lived out of there like a rocket and was able to clear the front before any other horse was even thinking about leaving off of the gate. And, of course, he got to sit behind um, the Bongiorno trainee, uh, none better. better. So that, I thought that mile he went that night, although he finished second, I thought that was a huge mile he went. Yeah, definitely. It was a really big mile. And if we flip the page here to race number 11, it is the Dan Patch Stakes for free-for-all pacers. And, you know, you talk about that effort. And then he went to uh, the graduate final. And he really didn't show a whole lot, but he was parked the mile in a 146 uh, mile and then come back a, a week later in the Joe Garrity. And the Garrity actually wasn't that bad of a race. The line, he raced a lot better than the line shows, if you ask me. McWicked had to come wide off the turn. And, you know, it was just a tough trip for him. Yeah, I agree. Um, I was obviously there for the graduate final, and he never saw the rail really. You know, it was just a, a very tough trip to go. Um, and especially in a 146 mile when you're stuck on the outside like that. Um, and I thought, like you said, the Garrity, his line doesn't even speak for how good I thought that horse race. You know, he really put up um, a big, tough mile, I thought. And, you know, he deserved a little bit of time off. He had been racing hard. And he put in a nice qualifier, obviously, up at Woodbine Mohawk Park to prep for this. And I think that was a good prep. You know, he draws post six, which isn't horrible. You know, that gives Scotty a couple options to leave and fall in early or, you know, sit in the back and come first or second over. Now, we talked a little bit earlier about Always a Prince, and Jessica, you have raced here at Harris Hoosier Park before. What is home court advantage like uh, in a race like this? I mean, obviously, Always a Prince has been over this racetrack, but the key to it is he's been successful over this racetrack. Correct. He has been very successful. Um, He does have the home court advantage. You know, this is a long, I think this is the longest stretch um, in in harness racing. Uh, So I think a lot of, when a lot of horses come off of that last turn, you know, they think they're on their way home, but realistically, they have over a quarter of a mile to go. And, you know, he's been so good here, and he's really honestly good wherever he goes. I think the home court advantage is obviously in his favor. Um, as to some of these other horses, when they turn for home, they're going to think that they're close to the wire. You know, they're really going to need some urging on. All right. The eighth race is in its conclusion. And, of course, the 11 at 4 to 5 is the winner. 11, 3 at 9 and 5. 11, 3 at 9 and 5 in the eighth race. We're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, myself, Taylor Johnston, and Jess Scott will go through our pick five tickets or who we like at the pick five, depending on if you put a ticket together or not. And uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, more from Harris Hoosier Park. 
Whitback Farm yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. The 2019 lineup features siblings of rich performers and first foals from productive families. In 2019, Whitback Farm is selling yearlings at Goshen on September 8th, the Ohio Selected Sale on September 13th, on Gate September 18th through the 21st, Lexington October 1st through the 5th, London October 19th and 20th, Harrisburg November 4th through the 6th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 7th and 8th. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's winbackfarm.com. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Southern Oaks has been the winter home of many great horses competing in several different stakes programs. It's home to leading trainers such as Irv Miller, John Bootenshane, Eddie Lohmeyer, and Ian Moore, just to name a few. The farm is conveniently located within 45 minutes of both the Orlando Airport and Daytona Beach in sunny Florida. Southern Oaks, arguably the best training service in all of Florida, has stalls for rent for the winter season. For more information, visit southernoakstraining.com. That's southernoakstraining.com. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Jessica Otten and Taylor Johnston as we are road tripping once again. We are live from Hoosier Park Racing and Casino Harris Hoosier Park here in Anderson, Indiana. Adriano Sorella will be calling us here in about 15 minutes. We're going to talk to him. He'll be live from Mexico as we talk about Jimmy Jets. But first, girls, let's talk about the pick five sequence and what a pick five sequence uh, this is. And, you know, Taylor, it's one of those that, uh, is extremely, extremely, extremely competitive. And we talked about how competitive it was because I think all of us were trying to cut our tickets down just a little bit. Yeah. When, I mean, when I originally put my ticket together, it was over $300. I, I had no idea what I was doing. It was just way too competitive, and there were too many good horses to choose from. All right. Well, let's take a look at the 10th race. The 10th race, Jessica, is extremely wide open. This, in fact, is where I hit the all button. And, it, you know, it wasn't because I couldn't just pick a winner, but I have a full, firm belief that if you like more than four or five horses, you don't really have an opinion. And there's so many good horses in here. I mean, you've got Freaky Feet Who could forget Freaky Feet Pete? But you've got Rock and Speed, GD Western Joe, Eddard Hanover, Fan of Terror. This race is loaded and full of talent. Great. When you were asking me about my pick five ticket, I said I went five deep in the first leg, then I just gave up after that. Because <laughs> I really didn't know what to do. I love pick four tickets, don't get me wrong. But pick fives always get me because it's an extra race. Um, but like you said, it, it is wide open. Um, Fan of Terror has been nothing but like sensational this year here at Harris Hoosier Park, um, ever coming into the, the Peter Ryder stable. John DeLong gets along with the horse. You've seen um, Eddard Hanover take on um, Grand Circuit Horses out east. 
not that he wasn't competitive. It just wasn't, you know, uh, I think his his style. So when he did come back here, he raced awesome last week, 25 and one at the end of it for a 49 and three mile. How could you throw him out? GD Western Joe. We all know he has um, the bat class. He's a, been a fantastic horse. He draws post seven tonight, which is outside. Um, after coming into the after racing in the open, so this is an invitational. Um, Rock and Speed, how about him? He took on horses yep. up in Canada, and I think everybody overlooked him. Um, the Confederation Cup, um, a limb he got into the final. I thought he raced very well. The Camelot Classic, he finished second. What a huge mile for that! He's been up um, at running aces. He went to Toyota. This horse has been so good for the sequence. How can you throw him off of the ticket? You know, it's interesting that you say that about Rock and Speed because. He- if you look at his odds over the past few races, I mean, 71 to 1, 26 to 1. Then he came back in a non-winners at 10-5 right here at Harris Hoosier Park and went off as the favorite. And he sort of floated up in price. And, Taylor, one thing about Rock and Speed is he's had Travis Seekman, Billy Davis Jr.'s and things like that. But tonight he gets Brian Sears, who just finished second with Green Chew in the Hamiltonian. That's a pretty big step up. That is a very big step up. And, actually, Rock and Speed is my top pick. Uh, in this race I just couldn't look past him he has been racing huge has Brian Sears in the bike total that's a big plus for him coming into this race he's had a few second places was just second in the open at Sciota Downs which is a very competitive class out there at Sciota so I think tonight is his night to shine all right before we jump into the 11th race which is the Dan Patch Stakes how about this crowd in front of us Jessica one, one thing about coming here to Harris Hoosier Park each and every year is the crowd never, ever diminishes. And listen to the roar of this crowd. I mean, they're throwing T-shirts out, but Harris Hoosier Park does a fantastic job of promoting, marketing the sport of harness racing. Yeah, they do. Um, I think the T-shirt toss is one thing that every track should do. You know, um, over at the Metal they started having the drivers throw the T-shirts because I was sick of throwing the T-shirts out. Honestly. <laughs> so after every race, you know, after five, six races a night, you know, I think that's what – that's what the fans want. They want the interaction with, you know, the the Yannick Zingras and the Corey Callahans and the Brian Sears. You know, they, they want to be feel like they're giving them something. And I think, you know, no matter what you do, the interaction with the crowd is, is what keeps them coming back. And Hoosier Park does a phenomenal job. They have the food trucks down there. They have games in their yard over here. They they've have got us. everything going right. They, they've got I mean, we're the best part of the night. I... Right, exactly. Um, so, like, they've got a lot going on, and I think, you know, to promote the sport, you got to give back a little bit, obviously, and I think this track does a phenomenal job at doing it. All right, the 11th race, the Dan Patch Stakes free-for-all pace. Around 9.15, you guys know the drill. Who's your buddy is going to come over? He's got to give his selection out. Your mic is down. You're good. Your mic is down. You're good. If you want to talk to her, you're good. Uh, who's your buddy is... <laughs> She's like, I don't want to talk to that person. Whatever. Uh, who's your buddy's going to come over and give a selection? And uh, Taylor, did you see that look she gave me? Did you see the look Taylor kind of gave me? She, no. I forgot she's scared of who's your buddy. I am terrified of mascots. <laughs> like you said, who's your buddy? And I said, where can I run? How fast can I run to get out of here? Oh, my God. He's getting closer. I'm getting sweatier. <laughs> yeah, I can't handle this. So it's funny because your dad just texted me and said, uh, do we make crowd boys like uh, Major League? So. Hey, uh, who's your buddy? You know what? Let's have him on early. We're going to talk about oh. the 11th race. Come on over here. I think this is my exit stage, right? Right exit here? Exit stage, right? Exit stage, right? petrified of who's your buddy. Who's your buddy's not going to come near you. It's okay. We're, you're not going to stare, right? 
Oh, he said he is going to scare oh you. Oh, my goodness. What <laughs> am I doing here? All right. So every year you make a selection. You've had win- winners two years in a row. Let's make it three. Who's your buddy? Who do you like in the 2019 Dan Patch Stakes? He's looking it over. Looking it over. Let's see. Uh-oh. He doesn't know. That's scary. He's going with. He's really thinking this means it's going to be his year. It could it could be three in a row, man. It's three gonna be times three in a row. Oh, I I think he's picking. He's getting closer. Maybe. Oh. Who do you got? Always a prince. Always a prince. Well, good luck, Hoosier buddy. We'll see you back here in a little bit. I think a little girl wants to see you. How about that? All right. So you know, and listen, this is something more fun that we get to do, guys. Is have Hoosier buddy come over and do that selection. We kind of play it up and tweet it out every year. But what other racetrack has a mascot that Taylor's afraid of? But what other racetrack has a <laughs> I'm mascot? glad no other track has a racetrack or has a mascot like this because honestly, I don't know if I'd go to the racetrack. <laughs> uh, all right, let's analyze the 11th race just a little bit. I went too deep here, girls. Four lather up and the nine always a prince. Number four lather up. Who can forget that mile last week? 159 and two in the Sam McKee Memorial. That sounds slow to everybody who's listening, but that was at a mile and an eighth. Or excuse me, a mile and a quarter, a mile and an eighth, Jess? Mile and an eighth? A mile and an eighth. Mile and an eighth. That was a world record performance for a mile and an eighth. The time for the mile, check this, 46 and three in right. that type of a race. Normally we see 47, 47 and two-ish. So I think Lather, it's down to these two, if you ask me. And Lather Up and Always a Prince are the two I went with. Jess, who do you got here? Um, Yeah, well, going back to that mile last week at the Meadowlands, I was standing, like, right in front of the teletimer, and I was like, 159 and two like what happened and then i was like mile and an eighth and then i looked up and seen how fast they went the mile and i was like oh my like this horse is a real deal like i've always liked him i watched him last year and i'm really happy that he finally figured out the speed and the talent put it all together because you throw in breaks there once in a while and um so i really like the four i don't think they can beat the four but if they would um i i would have to go three deep in this race um lather up always a prince and make wicked you can't really throw him Came out, you know, he when he won the Garrity, everybody jumped off of his bandwagon, and he went off at like four to one or something like that. And um, same with it's like, like the same instance with Captain Crunch. Everybody jumped off of his bandwagon when he was going out for the North America Cup, and he was four or five to one. And I never did; I stayed with him. So I'm gonna stay with stay with Mick Wicked. Um, there is a chance that I think uh, Jimmy Frey. I mean, he's been off a while, but I think that uh, qualifier was a really good prep for him. Um, I know Taylor, you like the four, so talk a little bit about him. Yes, I like I said earlier, I love a good Ohio bred, and just to throw it out there, Ohio breeding has been some of the best here recently, and Lather Up has definitely proved that. Uh, he's got the four, the post four. I think that's a good start for him. He really needs to get into the front for him to be a competitor tonight. He is a front end horse, and as long as he can get there, I think he is going to do well. Um, but I also couldn't forget about the nine, always a prince. Let's talk about he is the hometown hero around here. Um, and the past two years, um, the winner has been from post nine. Could this be the third year with Always a Prince as he is from Hoosier Park? I think that would be phenomenal if he could get the job done tonight. Yeah, definitely. It's interesting, an interesting statistic that you mentioned that, that the last two winners of this race came from post number nine. And something you said off the air is Yannick Jingra actually won this race two years in a row. And tonight he drives, excuse me, drives filibuster Hanover. Guys, what do you, what do you think here? Does filibuster Hanover have a shot in this race? I would love to see filibuster Hanover have a shot. 
for Ron Burke. I think that would just be fantastic. And I am a big fan of sequences. So I love three in a row, two in a row. And I would be ecstatic if Yannick Jingrav could come out here and get three in a row at Hoosier Park. Anything? Anything to add to that, maybe? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Sylvester Hanover, we all we all, all have seen him. He wants But the last two starts, he's looked like he's got that under control. And I think the only thing that will hurt him is being in post seven. Yeah, I agree with you. And, you know, when he did win, he went from the front out of post nine. So, you know, he's still one in 52 and three, which is one of the faster miles that we see on the program page. Um, Obviously, Andy Shetler was able to keep this horse from the driver's change. He was able to keep this horse from not breaking. So I think the outside post may be an advantage to him at this point with the driver that was able to control him. Right. And I think Andy Shetler has really gotten along with his horse and double account has the highest win percentage um, out of the rest of the horses in this field. 
Yeah. All right. The 13th race is the next one we'll talk about. I apologize if uh, we cut out there. Uh, we dropped off for just a second, but luckily I'm checking the phone here every once in a while. So I'm going to, I mean, who knows if I toss the phone down to you, that's why I because uh, we cut out, but the 13th race is uh, the next race we'll talk about. The ninth race is getting ready to go. Again, we're going to forego race number nine. We're going to kick off our live coverage of racing, beginning with race number 10, one to five, currently on the four. We want value. I don't, you know, no one to five shots here. But uh, anyways, uh, in this leg, I went three, eight, and nine. The three, Vili Avalo, has been drawing the outside as of late. Finally gets a good draw towards the inside. I like the 18 for Prez with Sam Widger aboard. And the nine, Tide the Glide, was a horse uh, girls that... Um, you know, I got a chance to call back in my Colonial Downs days uh, a while back. So, uh, you know, he, he he's a very nice horse. He's also been to Northfield Park. He gets Matt Kikaley in the bike tonight. Taylor, who you got? Um, so I went with uh, the three, Billy Veo, for Peter Rudder and John DeLong in the bike. John DeLong does really well here at Hoosier Park. When I'm at home back in Ohio, I always see him when I'm in the paddock or all over Toyota. I always just see him in the winter circle out here at Hoosier, Hoosier Park. So I think he's going to do really well for the three. Um, Jessica, who do you like? Um, it's, I think this one could go either way. Um, the nine um, tied the glide, like Mike said. Um, outside of post doesn't really help him, but he, I thought this horse raced really well last time out. Finished second by a neck after getting away six off the first turn. Come home in 25-2 and two with a mile of 50 flat. Um, Trace Kedrick was like, can I pick up Matt Kaylee? Um, I also thought the five I thought it was really, really well. I thought he raced really, really well. And then also the three, another, like, Peter Rutter has been doing very well here this year um, at Hoosier Park. Like you said, John Long has been doing really well here. So those two hook up again. Um, uh, as Mike mentioned, he does draw inside now um, after drawing late, or drawing outside as of late. Uh, two starts back, he did have a win on his card in the 25 thousand um, dollar claimers which he says and also eligible to the um, condition so he's up there as well um, so like I said this is kind of a um, a wide open event I thought um, but we can go to race 14 and pick it up there didn't put together a ticket yet but I will I promise <laughs> The, the 14th race does feature a super high five. We switched internet connections. We dropped off for a quick second there. But listen, we're, we're having fun. We're, we're just going to keep rolling through it. And, uh, you know, if you're listening to the show out there and you hear us drop off, please shoot one of the three of us a text message. Let us know because we may not be able to see uh, that we have dropped off right away. But the 14th race, as you said, a $15,000 guaranteed Hoosier high five pool. Ladies, this is a non-jackpot pool. No jackpots here at Harris Hoosier Park. I love it. I absolutely love that there are no jackpot wagers here. And uh, we're going to talk with, uh, we'll talk about the 14th race, but let's first go to, I believe Adriano Sorella is on hold. We're going to do a uh, check-in and make sure that that's him. But Taylor, who do you, uh, who do you like at the 14th? I could, when I first looked at this, I think I was just over it at, 
I was like, it's the 14th race. I, I've looked at this program all day long. Finally, I picked the four horse, Perfect Virgin for Sam Witter uh, and the Jamie McCumber stable. Jamie McCumber does really well out here. Um, but I picked uh, Perfect Virgin because had 14 starts this year, four wins, three seconds, and one third. I thought that was great. Um, this is an up in class, though, tonight, or same class uh, tonight. Started in the 15 claimers last week, finished fourth from post six, has post four tonight, so I believe he'll do pretty good from there. All right. We'll talk more about the 14th race. Adriana, we had a chance to uh, check out Jimmy Jets earlier tonight. He's from the Iowa cornfields, obviously, but he looked revved up and ready to go. Uh, what do you think about his chances tonight? Uh, hi, guys. Uh, I'm calling in from uh, I'm calling in from Mexico, so I didn't almost didn't realize the time difference here. So uh, you know, uh, I, I just caught you guys in time uh, tonight. Uh, you know what? I think uh, I think you fare well here. I mean, uh, I, everybody knows Lather Up is the horse to beat, and you got some pretty uh, good horses in here. Uh, McWicked, uh, I mean, uh, over four million dollars earned. Uh, uh, he's no slouch, and uh, uh, always the prince has done well there in Indiana. Um, you know, he drew a little bad there, but I mean, he, you know, he's 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 raced very well in, at Hoosier Park. So uh, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a good race, and I think Jimmy's got a got a shot here. Okay, well, it's Jessica now. We switched roles, so um, I hope you're having fun in Mexico. Um, talk a little bit about the Garrity. Uh, his uh, his line doesn't really do justice. How did you how did you feel about that race um, after after the race? I, th- I thought he raced very well. What, what were your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, like going into the race, like I, I see, you know, we don't we don't draw very well. <laughs> it seems like we never draw very well in the big in the big races. And uh, you know, when he drew when he drew where where he drew, I, I thought, you know what. Uh, we're gonna. It's gonna be a tough race here because there's just too much uh, talent to the inside of him, and and uh, you know he raced great, and you know Scotty didn't use him too much, and and uh, I thought he came out of the race, you know, uh, perfectly fine, and uh, I actually I I didn't really mind that race. I mean I, I knew it was gonna be tough from where he was starting, but I, I you know I figured uh, you know if we get a decent trip, we might have a shot at it, and uh, we thought you know if we'd be second over there, we might be good, and uh, you know it looked like it was it was you know, it was working out to our favor there. And then uh, I believe the one horse got out in front of McWicket. So now, you know, you have a bigger task there because now you're, you're, you know, you're, you're third over and it's a, uh, it's a little bit tougher uh, on a small track like that. Right. That's exactly uh, what I was thinking when I was watching the race. And you said something about post positions. And when I was watching those post position live draw or the draw live, and I saw they drove through post six, I was like, Oh, well, at least it's not the nine hole. I know Adriana always gets the nine hole on the outside post. So at least you were in a couple from there. But I think you'd be okay from post six. I really like him in this race. Yeah, I don't. I don't think post six is as much of a disadvantage there at Hoosier. I mean, I think 
it's kind of sets up well. It's kind of the same like being at Mohawk and drawing the six. It's a, the Mohawk, it's the Mohawk racetrack. The six is actually a favorable spot there. So uh, I tuned in to watch that, and I caught that just a little bit late. And I caught it as the third last horse was drawn. And then I was staring at the screen, and I see six and nine, and I, the words coming out of my mouth were, here we go again. And <laughs> sure enough, I heard the six being called, and I could hear like something, somebody utter Jimmy Freight in the background. So I guess the, his name was already being pulled. And I, I was like, oh, I think we got the six. Oh, thank God. And then obviously, obviously Prince got the nine. But in a big track like that, I don't think it, it you know, I, it's obviously not great, but I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not horrible, that's for sure. Now, Adriano, one thing that Jimmy Freight does have to his advantage is he's coming into this race probably a little bit fresher than the rest of them. Some of them are coming out of the San Mateo Memorial, uh, where they went 46-3 and at the mile rate and a 159-2 and mile. Do you think that that time off is probably going to play to his advantage, Bob? Uh, you know what? I, he's really a, a versatile horse. Like, I mean, like, he could do it. Like, you know, he's, he did it last year. Week after week, he did it. And, you know, he's had some time off. And um, we gave him an easy qualifier back in Ontario at, at Mohawk. Um, those other horses, you know, uh, lather up's gotten better and better every single start. So uh, I'm not sure, so sure if it's if this, you know, short, uh, you know, short span between the races for him and for McWicked, uh, it's going to make that much of a difference. I'm, I'm not so sure. It's, you know, some people say they're tighter. Some people say it might be too short of a time in between. I guess we won't be able to tell. But I mean, uh, looking over at the race, I think the last couple of races, the races really did set up for lather up. Um, you know, uh, McWicked's style is everybody knows he's a grinder. He likes to be, you know, come grinding away. So, um, you know, lather up. He kind of sometimes likes the, well, not sometimes. He does like the front end. So, um, you know, if you look at this race and you play it out, uh, you know, a hundred different times, it might play out a hundred different times differently. But I think we all know who the speed is in this race, and um, you know, everybody's going to try to get their position, and hopefully, you know, uh, we'll we'll witness a very good race here. All right, Adriano. Well, listen, thanks so much for taking time out of your night to uh, give us a call into the show. And uh, listen, I'm sure we'll be hearing you cheer all the way from uh, Mexico, man. Yeah, I'll be cheering here. <laughs> thanks, Adriano. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, owner Adriano Sorella. And he has the utmost confidence in this horse. He thinks that he, uh, you know, obviously has a big chance in this field. And you know what? I, I think he's got a decent chance as well. He hasn't fared that great over Hoosier Park racing surface, but who knows what could happen here tonight. Yeah, I agree. And like I said, I really like post six. You know, we've seen this horse leave the gate. I think that's one of his stronger abilities in this Cole. Um, like I said, when he raced over at Northfield Park, he had post seven and cleared to the front before any other horse really thought about leaving and was able to get a two-hole trip behind a fast lever um, from the inside. But post six gives Scotty Z the option to leave hard off the gate or, you know, kind of duck back, which we've seen before and, you know, come a second or a first or second over trip you, probably, you might not want to be third over you might be a little too far back but first or second over i don't think would hurt this horse at all all right they're coming onto the racetrack for the greg haston memorial invitational pace a purse of twenty five thousand dollars jessica you and i will go through the post parade then we'll take a timeout. it's the 10th race uh on the program this kicks off the pick five by the way in case you're wondering my ticket was all with four nine with four with three eight nine with two three five eleven it's a 72 dollar play as the buglers call the horses to the post here for the 10th race again it's the greg heston memorial pays for twenty five thousand dollars let's meet and greet the field it's a very talented field jessica of pacers and the one is going to be better's risk 
Owned by Allard Racing Incorporated and Rick Cows. Peyton Node does the training, and Mike Oosting will drive. Comes out of post, excuse me, came from post six last time out, currently at 51 to 1. You know, I said it's a wide open race, and I meant it, but uh, this might be a tall task. Uh, the two is my buddy Nickster, the Rob out of the Robert Phillips barn. Peter run aboard for owners John Carishan, um and Mary Carishan of Illinois. This horse is coming out of the opens, had post ten last time and did not leave post ten over at Sciota Down. So he's coming over to uh, the Hoosier Park um, Racing Service. This horse has twenty six starts this year, only has won four times, but does have a mark of one forty nine and four. Number three is Freaky Feed Pete, a world champion in his own right, a Breeders' Crown champion. He's got a ton of back class, and he's four to one right now. I think he's a major bet against in this field, but you know what? You know, getting bet because he's the hometown hero. Of course. The four Keystone Tenacious out of the Jeff Culifer barn. Matt Kakaley gets the call tonight for Pollock Racing and Jeff Culifer. Um, the source is coming from the non-winners of 10-5 last four. Um, from post two, he finished second and 27 at the end of the mile and 150. If you really look at the program, he's been no worse than third on the program lines shown. I think this horse has a solid chance from post four. Number five is Jet Airway. And how about the trip Jet Airway faced last time out? Had to go three wide to the opening quarter, made the lead 26 and one for the opening quarter, 53 and four for the half. So they still were stepped on the gas. I think Jet Airway has a legitimate shot in here and at 22 to one could be a very big value play. Yeah, I agree. So I'm really shocked that he's up there at 22 to 1. I'm the sixth rock and speed for the Seekmans, LNL divisor of Holland, Michigan. Brian Sears gets the call. This horse is no um, stranger to Grand Circuit Racing. He comes out of the open at Sciota Downs with Ronnie Ren Jr. in the bike. Finished second um, to Section Line Big Rye, which is, who has been racing phenomenal. Um, and he draws post six in here for the Seekmans. Number seven is GD Western Joe. Was fourth in the open right here at Hoosier Park last time out for trainer Ron Burke, Burke Racing Stable. Uh, J&T Silva, Pernell and Libby, and the Weaver Bersemi. Fifteen lifetime wins, six of in tw- excuse me, five in 2019. I'm a little bit ahead of myself there saying that he's got six uh-huh. already, but he's got a mark of 49 and three this year. Definitely has a uh, chance against this group, and GD Western Joe is no stranger to the Grand Circuit stage either. Uh, the eight at Ard Hanover, another one from the Jeffrey Colifer barn. Sam Widger gets the call. He was morning line seven to two. He's up there right now at nine to two. Uh, Pollock Racing, Jeff Colifer. This guy comes out of the open, a win out of the open, 25 and one for the last quarter, 49 and three. Ricky McCumber Jr. was in the bike. This guy's also taken on some Grand Circuit companies at the Meadows and out east, but he is no stranger to the Hoosier Park Racing Service. And number nine is Fan of Terror. Fan of Terror, 12 for 23 in 2019. No, listen, five to two on the board right now is the favorite, and there's no surprise to that whatsoever. Fan of Terror's got a big chance in here, even with the post nine draw. Yeah, I agree. And then, like we met, Taylor and I mentioned, the John DeLong, Pete Ryder Barn has been doing so good when they team up this horse was setting lifetime marks after lifetime marks i felt like every time i was watching they kept saying new lifetime mark he um has hit the has hit the winner's circle 12 times of 23 starts this year with a mark of 148 and four right over this hoosier park oval all right we're going to take a quick commercial break when we come back it's the 10th race it's the greg haskin memorial on dan patch stakes night live from hoosier park racing and casino you've got post time with mike and mike presented by the united states trotting association and bet america at bet america we don't do promotions only for new players 
as a regular player at BetAmerica.com, you can take advantage of several promotions each week. Go to BetAmerica.com slash extra and visit our promotions calendar and find out how you can get double wager reward points on our featured tracks. It's just another reason why it's time to play the Bet America way. Looking to bet on... Horse Youth Foundation has the power to bring a life-changing experience to any child. We introduce youth to the horses and skills that build confidence, friendships, and a lifelong love of harness racing. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has been a positive influence in the lives of thousands of young people since 1976. Check out the complete list of Harness Horse Youth Foundation camps and activities at hhyf.org. That's hhyf.org. They're off and facing at the Dan Pat Stakes. They come to three quarters and 122 and four. Lazarus. Lazarus came forth to win the 25th running of the Dan Pat Stakes. Celebrating Indiana's richest harness race, the 26th edition of the $300,000 Dan Pat Stakes on Friday, August 9th at Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Watch it live on Wish TV at 9 p.m. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Mike Carter joined by Taylor Johnston and Jessica Otten as they are getting ready to go to the gate for the Greg Haston Memorial here at Harris Hoosier Park. This is an invitational event. We're going to send it upstairs to the voice of Steve Cross here in just a moment as Steve Cross calls the racing action here at Harris Hoosier Park. This race kicks off a pick five sequence. Currently three to one on the nine fan of terror. Let's send it upstairs to the voice, Steve Cross. This are all behind the gate for the tenth race at the Greg Hanson Memorial. A field of nine enters the stretch for the start. One sixteenth out. Here they come. And they're off and facing from the inside, my buddy Nixter and a better's risk from the set of the track. Jet Airway forwardly placed tonight and from the far side, fan of terror. Rocket speed right there in the early mix. GD Western Joe in tight quarters as they charge into the first turn. Freaky Pete Pete to the inside comes away seventh. Eight to the outside, entered Hanover, and the early trailer is Keystone Tenacious. They race to the quarter at 25 and a three. Blistering first quarter here, sent by the nine, Fan of Terror, jogged along. So Fan of Terror clicking along here by a length to his outside. Rock and speed pressing on now by Brian Sears with Jenner Way tucked in neatly behind battling leaders in third. Meantime, a better's risk. Races in fourth. GD Western Joe is fifth. My buddy Nixter down to the inside and entered Hanover to the outside. They're battling past the halfway point. 52 and 2. And Rocket Speed could not clear Fan of Chair. Fan of Chair has the inside and retakes the lead now. Rocket Speed retreat early on. Down to the inside and Jen Airway driving right up behind the leader. And a better's risk will follow closely. Meantime, GD Western Joe looking for racing room there. Edward Hanover still out there. He's been wide every step. They approach the three-quarter mile marker. And Fan of Terror leads by two. Jet Airway to 
the inside, races in second. Outside of Better's Rest, looking for the upset here as they pass three quarters in one, 20 and three. Midway to the stretch, here comes a Better's Rest, and a Better's Rest smells the upset here. 72 to one shot with a short lead to the outside, Eddard Hanover. There between horses, GD Western Joe and Jenner Way. Coming to the wire, Eddard Hanover. It's been a long taxing mile. He's been out every step of the way, but Eddard Hanover will prevail in one. 148 and 2. 148 and 2. Wow. What an impressive performance by Eddard Hanover. Jessica, what a performance. Where in the world were they going in that race? I have no idea. When that first quarter popped up in 25 and 2, I was very, very shocked. But we've all seen the work that Santa Fe can do, you know, and tonight um, the outside horses were able to pick up the pieces at the end of that very fast. And he even had a, um, someone on the outside of him, Rocket Speed, who obviously wasn't um, prepared maybe for that uh, very fast <laughs> second quarter. But, you know, they are very good at going very fast here at the Hoosier Park Pacing Oval. Speaking of lightning fractions, let's head to the back, pa- or excuse me, to the front paddock here at Harris Hoosier Park. Taylor Johnson standing by with trainer Clyde Francis of Lather Up. Taylor? All right, guys. I am in the front paddock with trainer Clyde Francis. Clyde, I want to thank you first off for taking time out of your busy night tonight with uh, Lather Up to come join us on the show. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for the fans. <laughs> That's what harness racing is all about. It's all about the fans, right? Yeah, they, you know, people come out to see horses racing. Glad, glad we made a trip out for them, you know. All right. So let's, let's get to business here. You got a sport tonight with Lather Up. Lather Up is an Ohio bred. I'm being from Ohio. I think it's great that he is out here showing up for the Ohio breads and for Sugar Valley Farms. And this was kind of a mistake breeding, right? It wasn't really a planned breeding. No, because uh, originally the mare was supposed to be bred to, and the girl that takes care of ordering the semen, she ordered semen for I'm Gorgeous. So Gary said, well, go ahead and use it. And that's where he came <laughs> but, uh, you wouldn't, uh, you, you couldn't imagine, you know, anything would you know, just happen like that. And he's trying to be the horse that he has, you know, but it's been, it's been great. You guys have definitely trying to find our spot. All right. So you guys also had Wiggle Jiglet. Now you have Lather Up, two and a million horses right there. Let's talk. Can you compare those two a little bit? Wiggles, that's my boy. <laughs> but, um, and he really showed up in the past few weeks how good he is. We always knew he was a fast horse, could go plenty, but he had his little issues. People saw that a lot, you know, but he's been pretty good here lately. So, Yeah, I remember watching him out at Sayota Downs um, last year and the year before. He could not get around that half very well. Seems like coming into his four-year-old year, you guys have gotten that under control. He hasn't really made too many breaks, and he's doing fast fractions well he um raced up in canada in the confederation cup and he made one of his normal boo-boos but since then he's been he's been good you know i hope it stays that way all right first memorial out at the meadowlands last week 159 and two for a mile and one eighth with a mile and 146 and three. Wow. 
How impressive was that? Is that what you were expecting going into that night? No, not at all. Cause, uh, unbelievable mile, you know, to go a mile in 46, then pace of another eighth and like 12 and change. It's crazy. But I'm glad it was him that did it. <laughs> Do you think he can get faster? Do you think he can be always be Mickey? Always be Mickey was in that wigglet jigglet era. Do you think he can go a fifth, a second faster? Now, we always thought with Wiggles, if he had went to Lexington, he would have went mile, mile like that. But this horse, he's done it. Most of the time, horses go that fast. They go, that's where they are, Lexington. They go the fastest mile around Lexington. But for him to do up and go a mile and eighth and 59 and two, you know, and I'm thinking he goes to Lexington, maybe 45. You never know. <laughs> if I could see a 45 mile, I don't know what I would do. I'd be screaming, jumping for joy. That would be the most impressive thing I've ever seen. And for joining us tonight, and good luck, and you are my pick for tonight. So good, little luck on to lather up for me, okay? Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, back to you. All right, thank you, Taylor, and Taylor joining us from the front paddock here at Harris Hoosier Park, and we're going to talk to the man, the myth, the legend from Harris Hoosier Park, Rick Moore, now. And Rick, first off, we appreciate you having us back out here. But what a competitive field! And before we even talk about the eleventh race, we just saw what happened when everybody went after each other, 148 and two, saw some pretty big fractions in the invitational that has to lead to some pretty big fractions in the damn patch. Yeah. You got to think they're going to be humming. I mean, no one's going to hold back here. It's, it's going to be fast. All, all quarters are going to be quick. People are going to be pulling. Uh, it's, it's going to be exciting. You know, I, we got arguably, arguably the best horse in North America here tonight and lather up, but uh, he hasn't chased anybody away. You got Mick wicked, always a prince, uh, many many others it's going to be a great race now you have home court advantage for always a prince you have mr 146 and lather up and we just heard from clyde francis who said he could be a tick or two faster than that just in general it, you know it's really amazing how this race is kind of set up but we talked to adriana sorella a little bit earlier he thinks jimmy freight might uh, have a decent chance coming in off of a uh, decent uh, tightening qualifier yeah, I think so, too. I mean, there, there's really, there's no layover in here. These are all great horses. They came here for a reason. All of them think they've got a shot at winning, and uh, we're going to see how it plays out, but it's going to be a fast mile. It's going to be a competitive race, and we're so pleased that all these horses came to Hoosier Park this evening to compete in the 26th edition of the $330,000 Dan Patch Stakes. Well, listen, we certainly, again, like I said, we certainly appreciate you guys having us back out here, and uh, we're looking forward to the big race. As I tell you every year, it's not a it's not a big night if Mike and Mike post time with Mike and Mike aren't here.
All right. Well, listen, you guys do a phenomenal job each and every year. Thanks so much for having us back out here, and uh, we're looking forward to the big race. Thank you. We're always glad to see you out here. All right, Kirsten Flint, the uh, Vice President of Marketing here at Harris Hoosier Park, taking time out of her night to step in and join us. We are 18 minutes away from the 26th renewal of the Dan Patch Stakes. We're going to take a timeout. When we come back, you've got more from Harris Hoosier Park in Anderson, Indiana. The Meadowlands racing season is just heating up with large fields, bigger purses, nightly promotions, and some of the greatest restaurants in New Jersey. There are plenty of places to catch all of the exciting action. First post on Friday and Saturday nights is 715. For more information and reservations, call 201-THE-BIG-M or visit PlayMeadowlands.com. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a lift chair or scooter to help with your mobility needs? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the Mobility Aid application or contact Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. If eligible, you may receive funding. Mike? Are you a harness racing trainer or driver? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2018 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2019 challenge has begun and wins tally from January 1st through November 30th. For the drivers and trainers that are currently participating in the challenge and donate $100, they will receive a Pacing for the Cure long sleeve t-shirt or baseball cap. For a $250 donation, the driver or trainer will receive two tickets to the annual party. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers and trainers. Hey, racing fans, we all know the ride begins well before the starting gate. Stay warmed up around the clock at PennHorseRacing.com, your home for all things harness and thoroughbred racing. PennHorseRacing.com gives you the inside track on betting, industry events, breeding, news, and more. You know, everything that'll give you an edge come post-time. Visit PennHorseRacing.com today. Brought to you by the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, we're back at this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Mike Carter, alongside of co-host Jess Gotten and Taylor Johnston, who's standing by with driver Brian Sears. Taylor? All right, guys, I am here in the front paddock with an amazing driver, one of the best, in my opinion, Brian Sears. Brian, thank you so much for taking time to meet with us in Post Time with Mike and Mike tonight. Thank you very much. Thanks for the compliment. Yeah, no problem. So let's get to business. You have the two horse McWicked. You and McWicked have some history together. Horse of the year last year um, have had quite a season so far this year, finishing third last week in the Sam McKee final. Um, talk me a little bit how McWicked has been feeling this year. I think he's come back fine. You know, it takes a little while for, especially for an older horse to uh, really get tightened up. But he, he raced uh, really good in Saratoga and put out a great effort. And he put out a great effort last or last week at the Hamiltonian Day. Uh, finishing third, um, Lather Up's just been racing out of his mind, and uh, he, he's been making it tough for everybody. Now, you have post position two tonight. McWicked has, I don't think, has won here at Harris Hoosier Park. Does that play into effect tonight? Do you think you can get the job done from post two and beat the Lather Up? You haven't beat him yet this year, so what do you think? Well, you know, I, I like the post position that we got, and uh, we're, we're close to Lather Up, so we can... Uh,
Thank you, Taylor. And uh, we are, let's All right, we are 13 minutes away. I apologize uh, for the uh, connectivity issues. We're 13 minutes away from the 11th race as we take a look at the field as we're waiting on uh, Jessica to come back to the table. Looking at number four, Lather Up. Now number five, Filibuster Hanover. Filibuster Hanover, a little bit of an outside chance here, 17 to 1 currently on the board. Uh, right now for the five, Filibuster Hanover. Number six, Jimmy Freight is on the board. Uh, Scott Zeron will drive. I believe that's Rod Allums Jr. in front of his stall. Seven, Endeavor now on the screen. Endeavor's coming out of the Sam McKee Memorial. Got a little bit of a rough trip, but trader Jeff Culifer has thinks must think that he has a pretty good chance to put him back in against Grand Circuit Company. You've got the eight, Rock and Ron, and then the hometown hero, Always a Prince. Let me tell you something. If Always a Prince could pull it off here, you may never hear the end of the cheers from the Hoosier Park crowd. Again, we are 12 minutes away from the race. McWicked, again, at 4-1. to He was 4-1 to or so in the Joe Garrity, and he proved to be victorious. He's the 2018 Horse of the Year, and he hasn't been racing all that bad. Uh, he was third in the Sam McKee Memorial. When Jessica gets back, I want to talk to her about that extra eighth of a mile to see if maybe that might have made a difference. Taylor brought up an interesting point in the fact that McWicked is yet to defeat Lather Up this year. That is a big, big, big stat that needs to be recognized uh, that McWicked is yet to beat champion Lather Up. We are 12 minutes away from the 11th race. When we, we're going to take one more timeout before the big race. When we come back, myself, Jessica Otten, and Taylor Johnston will bring you our selections for the 2019 Dan Patch Stakes. We'll be right back. Whitbank Farm yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. The 2019 lineup features siblings of rich performers and first foals from productive families. In 2019, Whitbank Farm is selling yearlings at Goshen on September 8th, the Ohio Selected Sale on September 13th, on Gate September 18th through the 21st, Lexington October 1st through the 5th, London October 19th and 20th, Harrisburg November 4th through the 6th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 7th and eighth. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's winbackfarm.com. All right. Uh, the studio is giving us fits now, so we're going to forego the rest of the commercial break. Just gotten back at the uh, table with us. Just got to go get some photos from the front paddock. And you got to take a look at some of the horses that are in the front as the singing of the Indiana State song. I believe this is correct, Jessica? I believe so. Um, yeah, I was able to see the horses. You know, one thing after taking my job at the Meadowlands is um, – 
I love getting footage and photos of the horses. Like, that's what the people want to see, what's going yep. on, you know. That attracts the eye. You know, when you post a stat, post a photo, that's what's going to attract them. So try to get a little bit of that for um, the post time with Mike and Mike Twitter uh, <laughs> and post it on out there and, you know, kind of just see the horses in their element. You know, this is right before they're going out. And these horses aren't machines by any means, but they know when it's game time. They're all ready to go back there. All right, we are nine minutes away from the 2019 Dan Patch Stakes, two to five currently on the four lather up. Brian Sears talked a little bit with Taylor Johnston about McWicked. Can he score tonight at nine to two? One interesting stat she brought up, he has never defeated lather up. That's an interesting stat in its own right. Yeah, um, it is very interesting. And like we said earlier, he's never was, excuse me, choking on a Swedish fish. <laughs> He's never won over the Hoosier Park um, oval either. And, you know, how can you overlook the 4.2 million guy in this race from the inside? You never know which one's going to show up. Like, he's always raced well here, just not able to, you know, have that kick coming home. But, like you said, he's never defeated. Lather up. Now, as you see, uh, Jessica, and for those of you who are not in attendance here, the line, they are already starting to line up on the fence here. What will happen is they will bring them up from the front paddock. They will walk them past the crowd of fans here. And when always a prince gets called on, this place might go up in a roar. Because we, I, I think you were here a couple of years back when Freaky Feet Pete was yep. in this race. And, and the place went absolutely ballistic. I believe he fanned three wide off the turn that night. Yep. He come roaring down the center of the racetrack. He was third. But this place went absolutely nuts. Yeah, and another one to reference is when Beckham ZTM won the three-year-old Colt Pace here on Breeders' Crown Night. I have never seen so much love, emotion, commotion, anything from the crowd when he came back to the winner's circle. I had tears in my eyes, and I'm friends with Jamie and Ricky, but tears in my eyes because there was so much love for the hometown guy, and that's really awesome in my opinion. All right, they are going to be coming onto the racetrack. We are going to go commercial-free from now through the end of the Dan Patch Stakes. As they begin their walk, the Buglers have not called them to post just yet, but uh, let's take a look at them real quick. Uh, the one, Me So Fast, is getting ready to step onto the racetrack. How big of a win would this be for Ricky McCumber Jr. to do this in front of the home crowd? He actually won with Beckham Z-Tam, the Breeders' Crown, uh, what was it, two years ago when yep. it was here? yep. Yeah, he did, and um, it's been exactly a decade since trainer Virgil Morgan Jr., one of Mr. Big, and the Dan Pats. Look at me with these look stats. At you, like, that, look at me Wait, you, all right, Bob Hollywood. Hey, <laughs> hey you know, the perk of working with them. Um, and also, a shout-out to the owners. I know them, good friends, Dantel, his parents. Awesome. From the rail, you have me so fast, a Virgil Morgan Jr., a Ricky McCumber. All right, here is the field for the 2019 Dan Patch Stakes, the one me so fast. Trained by Virgil Morgan Jr., owned by Winchester Bay Acres LLC, just under, excuse me, just over $800,000 made with a mark of 149 at the Meadowlands. Has been racing against Open Company at Side of Down. It's going to be a tall task from the rail, but you never know. I've seen crazier things happen. And then we'll go to the two, the $4.2 million winner, Mick Wicked, Casey Coleman for SSG Stables. From New York, Brian Sears has picked up the drive in here over the past couple of years. Brian gets along with his colt really well. Two starts back, we saw him at his top form in the Garrity at Saratoga, where he was on top of his game. He comes from a third-place finish in the Sam McKee Memorial at the Meadowlands. I thought he still raced well. That was a tough mile to go, being on the outside in the 159-2 and two mile in an eighth. He has a mark of 146-2 and two at Lexington. I was there that day at Lexington, and he looked so good. 
All right. Number three about to step onto the racetrack is new talent and trader Jeffrey Culifer has proven multiple times, Jessica, that he is not afraid to race against the Grand Circuit stage. You got to talk to him a little bit earlier tonight. This is going to be an outsides chance at 50 to 1, but I'll tell you what, stepping onto the racetrack, he actually looks pretty good. I loved this horse when he was racing over at um, at the Meadowlands. You know, he was in against Invite and Open Company. Don't knock him out because he can. He has he has speed, whether it's early in the mile, late in the mile, and it's, it's a home track advantage for him. You know, um, Jeff Culifer has been, like you said, not afraid to enter these horses into the Grand Circuit Stakes, and they've um, always picked up a little bit pieces at the end of it. Number four, one to five on the board is Mister One Forty Six or Co One Forty Six, that is in lather up. Let's take a look at him, Jessica, as he's going by ears pinned back. Boy, does he look ready to rock? Yeah, he does. You know, this this animal just looks so good all the time, and he loves his job. Like I stated earlier, he finally figured out the talent and the speed and put it all together. You know, he um, was able threw a couple bobbles in um, when he was younger. But I really think the big tracks also helped this guy. Number five. Oh, good. Number five. Oh, number five is filibuster Hanover. One of two Ron Burke horses in this race. Like Taylor mentioned earlier, this could be Yannick's third win in a row in the Dan Patch. He won last year with Lazarus and the year before, I believe, was. Challenge 26 and one at the end of it for a 148 and four mile. We also saw him in the William Hall Memorial, then Franklin and the Gold Cup. We will now take a look at the six Jimmy Freight. Um, we talked to Adriana Sorello earlier. He is confident in this colt. Andrew Harris does the training on the U.S. side of the border. Scotty Z in tonight for the drive. He's coming off of a qualifier to prep for this race a very nice easy qualifier 26 and 3 before that we saw him in the garrity the line doesn't give him much justice um i thought the horse race phenomenal you had to watch the replay 27 and 2 at the end of it he was third over just too far back too far away to come forward on a smaller track all right number seven is endeavor and endeavor is uh gonna be another long side chance for jeff culifer but again he is not afraid to face the Grand Circuit stage. Sam Widger gets the drive. Didn't get the best of trips in the Sam McKee Memorial. Had to start from post six. Just a, just a really rough effort. 2.03 isn't a, a slouch time in that race. That's about what they would go if it wasn't a world record performance. Ron. Another one for Burke. Uh, Matt Kakeli gets the call. This is another Burke racing move over semi. Um, J&T Silva's RTC Fables out of Pennsylvania. This horse is a winner of 1.6 million, a mark of 147-2 at Mohawk. He's coming off of a win at Yonkers. Post 70 clears the front. You know how tight the turns are at oh, yeah. Yonkers. It's a half mile track from post 70 clear to the front. Never look back. 28-3 at the end of it. 52-1. and one. Um, He shows 48 and, uh, 49 miles Excuse me, at Pocono Downs. I think this horse can be a contender, and the, he's no um, no shame to this track as well as he is a aged Indiana Sire Stakes champ. 
Number eight, Rock and Ron. This might be another horse that the place might blow, the roof might blow off the place because Emily Gaskin was talking early about Rock and Ron, and he's had absolutely no luck when coming here. He's trained by Burke Racing Stable, Weaver Bersemi, the RTC Stables, JT Silva Stables, Ron Burke, the conditioner, Matt Kakeli drives. And who could forget the comeback story of Matt Kakeli from last year? Not only did he win his first Breeders' Crown, he won his second Breeders' Crown following an accident that almost ended his career. Yeah, and it was really awesome to be in the Winter Circle. I was doing Winter Circle reactions for you guys and, you know, the emotion that come from it. And I'm pretty sure he's from Michigan, so I have to give him a little shout-out there. You know, <laughs> go blue. I know he's a Michigan fan. Oh, uh, No, no. <laughs> go blue. I think Taylor can agree with me yeah, on that she one. Can. Come on, she's from Ohio. All right, Anyways, let's finish this out. The Kevin. nine, always a prince. Tyler George trained Trace Teacher aboard. They got um, – they took over the training last year on this Cole Carl and Melanie Atley from Exenia, Ohio. He comes off of a win in a qualifying prep, 25-3. and three. This guy has the home court advantage. He's the one who set the fractions for the 146 mile back at the Meadowlands in the graduate final um, with Lather up that obviously scored in 146. He doesn't get the 146 and two mark next to his name, but he definitely did the work to get it. All right. It has cooled off by probably at least, what, 5, 10 degrees? I'm glad I went with the long <laughs> But it, but it is cooled off between the last race and this race. Yes. It's for sure cooled off. I'm not so sure that we're going to see as fast of a tempo as we saw in the last race. I don't think so either. And there's a little bit of a wind, um, but it is going to be on their backs, it feels like. Yeah, yeah the, looking at the like flag. Coming, off of their co- co- coming home, and they might, hey, who knows, maybe we'll see a 24 final quarter. I mean, I, they it's have. Not, it's not impossible here. You know, you always see, even the young horses here kick home. And like I said, um, when they come around that last turn, a lot of horses think that they're only they're less than a quarter mile away to the finish and this is the longest stretch so they're really going to have to adjust how they're going to want to come home and if the wind's to their back all right here's the question can always a prince win this race i believe so yes taylor you're thinking about it too long over uh, i i don't know i i'm going i'm sticking true to lather up i'm sticking true to my my pick Easy. Listen, I, I love it. It's, I, we're sticking to it. That's it. No, I, I picked that horse for a reason. Why would I jump ship now? No, I completely. No, it's not a bad pick no, at no. all. I, I just, you know, it, it, the question is, can anybody else win this race? And Lather Up's obviously going to have. He's coming off two really impressive miles. My question: I, I wondered after the 46 mile, would the Sam McKee be too much for him? I, now I, I have to wonder after two big miles like that, is it too much? Yeah, I agree. But he's just going back down to mile. And honestly, you look at the betting board right now, always the prince is not getting much love from his hometown. No. He's seven to one. And so if I if I was anybody listening, I'd put a couple dollars on him. He has the home court advantage. And coming off of that last turn, I'm telling you, some horses don't realize how far the wire is. And he is coming <laughs> from post nine. Post nine is pretty good here at Hoosier Park, too. So that does play into his favor. And I think people are forgetting that. You know, something else about always a prince, like we've talked about, he cut those fractions. Could he do something like that again tonight? We could very well see a 25-flat first quarter because, again, like you said, the wind is at their backs. The start an eighth of a mile down the stretch here, we could see a big first quarter. I agree 100%. We already saw the 25 and change quarter. And always the Prince, when he cut those fractions and Lather up went by him, he never gave up. And I think some people overlooked that. He never stopped pacing. Like, sometimes when you see a slower quarter, you see the horses slow down. I always look for horses that like to pace through the wire, who have pace through the wire. He had pace through the wire and still paced in 46 and 2. Now, Taylor, you're the Maggie Wolfendale of our show uh, today with uh, 
with uh, being in the paddock, did you see anybody who may have stuck out that looks-wise might have been good? Um, I thought Miso Fast actually looked pretty good in the paddock for Virgil Morgan and Ricky McCumber. He just looked on his A-game tonight. I see him at Toyota Downs, and he just had a different look at, on his face tonight. I, I would love to see him go out there and do well with how he looked in the paddock. All right, number three new talent is with the Outrider currently. We got to see a little bit of the nine, always a prince. We're moments away from the 2019 Dan Patch Stakes. We're going to go around the horn, final selections. I'm not even going to Taylor. I know what she's going with. Lather up down there at the end, right? Maybe I've jumped ship already. Like, <laughs> go, go against everything I just said. Let's forget it. <laughs> All right, I'm going with always a prince. I think he's a big value play at seven to one here. And I think you got to take a chance against the horse that has put in two very big miles. Jessica? Yeah, I hate being put on the spot because <laughs> I haven't said which one I picked yet all night. And I knew this was going to happen. I'm going to stick with a lather up. Um, if I were to do an exotic ticket, I would do like 492 or yep. 4926 or something like that. But I'm really not the greatest better in the world. But we also have to remember this sex or this. These two, the set of people, Montreal and Clyde Francis, have won three years ago yep. with Wiggle and Jiggas. So yep. there's, no shame, there's no shame in their game when they come here. They have their horses ready. I don't think it's going to be too much on them. I think the Colt has been super sharp, and I think he's going to continue when you're this razor sharp coming into this race. They know what they're doing. Taylor? I, I'm still sticking with Lather Up. With everything Montreal and Clyde have both said about this horse, they think there is more to come, and they don't think that big uh, mile and one-eighth last week played it or drug him down any they think he is still can continue at that speed all right they are lining up behind the starting gate it is the three hundred thirty thousand dollar dan patch free for all stakes a winner gets the automatic bid into the hoosier pacing derby strap in hold on tight it's going to be a great race let's send it upstairs for the live call steve cross brings it to you from harris hoosier park 26th edition three hundred thirty thousand dollars on the line it's a field of nine the gate swings into the stretch for the start. One sixteenth away. Here they come. And they're off in the Dan Patch. And as anticipated from the set of the track, it's filibuster Hanover and Jimmy Freight with Lather up to the inside. Be so fast, coming away fourth to the inside. McWicket is fifth. New talent coming away sixth this evening. Always a prince to the outside is seventh. Endeavor is out in eighth, and the trailer is rock and run. They race past the quarter in a blistering 24 and 4. And up front with the lead, it's filibuster Hanover. He has the lead here for Gene Gras as Jimmy Freight will settle in. And here comes Lather Up. And Lather Up like a shot from a third to second. Lather Up powers up to take the lead for Montreal Teague. So Lather Up now settles in on the point. Filibuster Hanover gets the pocket seat here behind the heavy favorite there in second. With Jimmy Freight back to third and me so fast in fourth. Fifth to the outside as they reach the halfway point. It's McWicked down to the inside. New talent to the outside. It's Rock and Ron. They pass the half, 53 and 3, as they step onto the park turn. It's Lather Up leading the way. To the outside, McWicked. Now into contention. He's at the leader's wheel in second. Filibuster Hanover Jingra will need that inside lane. Always a Prince is in perfect striking position here for Tietrick. As they round the turn, they come to the three quarter mile marker. And McWicked has taken the lead from Lather Up. 
three quarters in one, 21 and three. Into the stretch with McWicked. Racing for home. Always a prince to the outside is there at his wheel. Lather up. Still there on the inside. Needing racing room. Here's the inside lane for Teague. So lather up for the inside. McWicked to the outside. And here comes a fast closing endeavor with Sandwicher. But it's lather up who retakes for Teague and lather up wins in a track record equaling time of 147 and two. How good is Lather Up? Holy cow. He. Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. We need to go through this. He was beat. He was completely beat around the last turn. Boy, did he fight back. Look at this. Montreal comes back to the inside around McWicked. Holy cow. McWicked has only been beaten twice like this once he's gotten to the lead, and both times has been lather up. Yes. Um, like I said, I mentioned uh, when you come around that last turn, they don't know how far that stretch is. Wow. McWicked finished a game second, finishing third was Endeavor. Endeavor, Jeff Culifer. I told there you. There you go. I, I, see, I see you, Jeff Culifer. And then Andrew Harris's Jimmy Freight was fourth, 4276. 24 and 4. That has to be the biggest first quarter that I think we've ever seen in a track record tying performance of 147 and 2. All right. I think we're all left a little bit speechless. We're going to pause 30 seconds for station identification, recompose ourselves, and we'll be back for the 2019 Dan Patch Stakes. You're tuned in to the Bet America Radio Network. Host Jason Bean brings you new shows every Monday through Friday. We bring you the best personalities from across the racing world with extensive interviews, commentary, news, games, and more. The Barn is revolutionizing what horse racing radio can be. And you can hear new shows at BetAmerica.com or just search Bet America Radio Network on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. Get in the Barn. All right, we're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Lather up in 147-2. He was beat around the last turn, and boy, did he fight on down the stretch. What an impressive, impressive performance here as Lather Up is coming back in front of the stands. The Hoosier faithful are uh, standing down here as they wait to greet this champion. Lather up, 147-2, a track record tying performance for number four, Lather up. Big mile for number two, McWicked. The uh, tailor-made stables joining the winning connections in the winner's circle. For those who aren't aware, 50% of Lather up was sold to tailor-made stables, Taylor Johnston, is heading to the winter circle here at Hira's Hoosier Park. Again, what a big effort by number four, Lather Up. They set some pretty uh, torrid fractions early, a 24-4 first quarter, a 53-3 second panel, a 29-second second panel. And when he got past turning for home, there was no pressure whatsoever for Montrell. The race is official. Four, two, seven, and six. What an impressive, impressive performance by Lather Up. I am speechless after winning this race. 
As the winning connections, there's Rick Moore, Clyde Francis in the winner's circle. Emily Gaskin will be joining the winning connections here momentarily. I'm hoping to see Jess Gott come back so we can analyze and dissect what we just saw here at Harris Hoosier Park. Again, 147 and 2 for number four lather up here. The price is 260, 210, 210. Excuse me, 220, 210. Uh, we'll get back to those prices here in just a moment. Again, race number 11 is official. We're headed on to race number 12. And again, what an impressive, impressive performance tonight by number four, Lather Up, as Emily Gaskin and Peter Murray analyze what we just witnessed here. Jessica Otten is somewhere in the ray with Taylor Johnson as they get ready to talk to the winning connections. And we will take a look at this race once the replay comes up on the television monitors. This is going to be a race that Jessica and I are going to want to analyze for you because I'll tell you, this was the most impressive performance I think I've ever seen other than when Wiggle It, Jiggle It uh, won the jug back just a few short years ago. We are 11 minutes away from the 12th race. 12th race continues the pick five sequence. And if you're playing along at home, my all in the first leg actually helped me out. Uh, big price in the first leg. And then, of course, we have Lather up here in my $72 play. Uh, we're going to have winner circle reaction here momentarily. Again, Lather Up is your winner here at Harris Hoosier Park. The $330,000 Dan Patch Stakes. Unbelievable performance. And uh, Jessica, you got to stand in the winner's circle there uh, briefly for a moment. And the Hoosier Park faithful are about to give Lather Up a pretty big ovation. What a performance. I'm so excited to hear what Montreal has to think after they went to the 24-4 and four quarter because, you know, he kind of just floated out of there, not like he left out of there, you know, any, anything, you know, special. And then coming around last turn, I really want to know what he felt when McWicket cleared to the lead. I thought he was beat. I mean, obviously I was wrong. Well, when <laughs> the replay comes up here, me and you are going to analyze this race. Yes. Here's the uh, prices, uh, $2 exact is $6.20. Trifecta returns $204.60. Superfecta, very nice superfecta, $50.12. For a four-two-seven-six combination, um, let's see. The two-dollar exact is six dollars and twenty cents. My pick, my pick five is alive because I used all in the first leg. We got a big price in the first Look leg. Look at you go. So uh, you know, for my seventy-two-dollar play, uh, we got a. Uh, and I was afraid of putting up a forty-dollar bet. <laughs> well, it was seventy-two, but I mean, I thought the I really thought the tenth race was competitive. Let's you know. Take a look, though, at the 11th race. It's up on our television monitors now. Was there any surprise? You saw filibuster hit over lead, but I really wasn't expecting Jimmy Freight to challenge like he did. I figured maybe Scotty would take a hold. Honestly, you know, when we were talking about filibuster earlier, I said he would throw a mix of things, and he really did. Jimmy Freight, no surprise that he left. Maybe that's not what I thought he was going to do, but it didn't surprise me because we know his ability to leave. My surprise was he didn't take the two-hole right away. It kind of looked like he wanted to press on. Maybe he saw the 24-4 and four, uh, first quarter and was like, I'm going to take a seat, let things pan out, and then that's when the Lather Up came. At this point of the race, Lather Up is sitting third, but now he comes to the outside for Montreal Teague, and he goes right by everybody like they are standing still. 
it was just amazing how he went by everybody. Yeah, and I think they got done to the half in 53 and change. 53 and 3, I believe, yeah. 53 yep. and 3. And then you see they um, kind of jam up a little bit, but not like jamming up in a bad way. But they went so fast the first quarter, first quarter, they were all strung out. So when they, you know, slowed the tempo down a little bit, it was, I think that's what, you know, forced them all to move. You see McQuick do his first over grind, and then he um, is about to clear to the front right here. At this point, always a Prince, I thought, was a winner at this point. He got a perfect second over trip coming around the last turn, and McWicked charged up around Lather Up, and here is where we're going to see the impressive part of this performance. On the outside, McWicked charges to the lead, goes right up and around Lather Up. At this point of the race, I thought for sure Lather Up was done. I did, too, and like I said earlier, when they hit around the last turn, horses usually are ready to come for home. You know, it's a it's a longer stretch. Um, what kind of surprised me most is when McWicked, the way he has been racing, has been hanging on the outside, and Sears really put the um, the pedal down to the metal and wanted to clear to the front. And uh, Lather Up obviously wasn't done here. Look at no, him just pace home. Not at all. He dropped down to the passing lane. Montrell saved a little bit of ground. Like we said, we thought he was done. Turning for home, uh, always a prince. Uh, faded badly through the stretch uh, after a perfect second over trip. But Lather Up is the 2019 Dan Patch Stakes champion. He heads to the Hoosier Park Pacing Derby. Uh, Taylor Johnston is going to be standing by with the winning connections here momentarily. Again, what a performance tonight from Lather Up. Yes, um, after the mile, I looked at you and I was like, what? And I was like speechless. Like I said, I'm really excited and curious to see what Montreal has to say about that trip. All right, we're going to take a very short timeout. When we come back, Taylor Johnston will be uh, standing by with the winning connections of the $330,000 Dan Patch Stakes. Southern Oaks has been the winter home of many great horses competing in several different stakes programs. It's home to leading trainers such as Irv Miller, John Shane, Eddie Lohmeyer, and Ian Moore, just to name a few. The farm is conveniently located within 45 minutes of both the Orlando Airport and Daytona Beach in sunny Florida. Southern Oaks, arguably the best training surface in all of Florida, has stalls for rent for the winter season. For more information, visit southernoakstraining.com. That's southernoakstraining.com. From the edge of your seat starts to the white knuckle finishes. Horse racing is truly a ride unlike any other. One that the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association intends to preserve in the Keystone State for years and years to come. From our breeders to track operators to you, the fan. PHRA is here to bring everyone together for the benefit of the sport we love and the majestic athletes we adore. Learn more about the PHRA's mission at PennHorseRacing.com. Brought to you by the Pennsylvania. They're off and pacing at the Dan Pat Stakes. They come to three quarters and 122 and four. Lazarus. Lazarus came forth to win the 25th running of the Dan Pat Stakes. Celebrating Indiana's richest harness race, the 26th edition of the $300,000 Dan Pat Stakes on Friday, August 9th at Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Watch it live on Wish TV at 9 p.m. All right, we're back at this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Taylor Johnston is standing by with the winning connections of Lather Up. All right, I am here with winning driver Montel Trigg. I just want to say congratulations on what a great race that was tonight. Lather Up was my pick going in tonight, and you did not disappoint me at all. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate the uh, support. And, uh, 
you definitely made the right choice. I'm I'm from Ohio, so I had to stick true to the Ohio bread, you know. So let's talk about 24 and four uh, in the first turn. What were your thoughts going into that first turn? Uh, I knew that it would settle down a little bit. I mean, I didn't know I didn't think that they were going to park each other, so I just sat back and waited and made my move and appeared to be the right move. All right, now let's bring it back to the last turn. Coming around the last turn, Mick Wicked actually went by you. How were you feeling about that? Uh, mine was just getting around the turn just a little bit worse than, I, than the usual at Meadowlands or something like that. It's just different surface. He does that at every track, but um, I knew that once we straightened up, I knew I had a pass lane, so I wasn't too, uh, too disappointed. And when Mick Wicked actually went by you, it looked like you were beat. Were you a little afraid that you were beat? No, no. I got right back on his helmet once we straightened up, and uh, like I said, I was waiting for that pass lane. As long as the horse on the outside didn't go by him and got a little distance from me, I was still happy. All right, and you've been in the winter, winter circle here at Hoosier Park before with Wigglet Jigglet. This horse is a little bit different in the winter circle. You can actually stop with this horse, take a picture. That's got to feel nice to be back here tonight with such an amazing horse. Yeah, it's definitely you can actually get a picture with the horse instead of just the blanket. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's a lot easier to deal with than Wiggles. Awesome. Well, where is Lather Up? Where are you and Lather Up going next? What is your next stop after here? Uh, he can either go to the Roll with Jill or he can have a week off and then go to the Canadian Pacing Derby. Which would you rather see him do? Would you want him to have a week off and then go to the Canadian Pacing Derby or keep going and keep the momentum? I'd rather have a week off. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you again for joining us tonight and congratulations. Thank you. Uh, all right. Back to you guys. All right. Lather up the winning, uh, me, winning driver, lather up. Montreal Teague, the winning <laughs> driver of lather up. We are three minutes away from the uh, 12th race and, you know, Jessica, we've seen a lot of impressive performances while we've been here. We've seen the Breeders' Crown. We've seen some impressive Dan Patches. We've seen some impressive Hoosier pacing derbies. But I don't think we've seen anything as impressive as that. I don't either. You know, and I know I keep referring to that last turn, but that last turn, he really did look done. And, you know, that just shows the heart and, you know, the connection Montreal has with Lather Up. When he said he wasn't afraid to let uh, McWicked go and, you know, let his horse get around that turn, like you said, it's a different surface in the Meadowlands. He needed to guide his horse around the turn. He knew there was a passing lane, and he had the faith in his horse to do that. All right. Now, you had a different view than the rest of us. You were watching the race coming down the stretch. What, what was going through your mind around that last turn? I honestly thought that he was beat. When I saw McWicked go past him, I was like, he's done, he's beat, there's no way. But I couldn't really see coming down the stretch, you know, there's just, my eyes are not that good. I don't have my glasses on, <laughs> I couldn't see as well. But the way I knew he was coming up, I was listening to the crowd. The crowd was going nuts. And that's when I knew Lather Up was a winner. And it was just an amazing race. I actually kind of had chills coming off the racetrack. All right. Well, we every year that we come here, uh, we talk to one of the interns. This year we come here, and you're no longer an intern. You weren't one last. Let me get there. Let me get there. Hold on a minute. Wow. You know what? I'm out. I'm out. That's it. Game over. Mic drop. No, I'm just kidding. But you are a graduate of the Hoosier Park uh, intern program. Uh, Rose Flood is joining us, and you've joined us every year for three years. So we had to get you back on to talk a little bit uh, about the – program and what it was like for you and uh what the intern program has been uh presented for some of the folks that are in it this year yeah so um the race marketing internship well when i started i knew absolutely nothing about racing and i was just telling someone a few minutes ago that it was 
going from knowing nothing about racing to bam, working Breeders' Crown. So I got a very quick lesson and absolutely fell in love. And not only do you get to work really closely um, with really great people like Emily Gaskin and Rick Moore and Peter Lurie on occasion, um, but you just get to learn about all the different sides of what it takes to kind of run a racetrack and especially work in marketing at a racetrack. Um, so then I ended up coming back and working as the race marketing administrator. And I just truly feel blessed every day, especially because now I get to see the new interns and watch as they learn and watch as they learn and grow in the different aspects and kind of see where they go from there. And it's really been an honor. Now, you've gotten to help uh, Harris Hoosier Park alongside of Emily Gaskin kind of grow the product over the last couple of years. What does it take to put on a night like this and like the Breeders' Crown that's coming back uh, next year? So much planning and preparation. Um, we sit in meetings for um, at least a month, sometimes two months out. With um, We'll put these run of show documents together with every single detail listed out and kind of run through the entire night point by point. I mean, it's crazy. Like so much of this tonight went off without a hitch and people are like, man, that's so incredible. And I'm like, yeah, it's because every detail was like set out point by point by point. So um, lots of planning, lots of preparation. That's, that's how it's done. Now, if any of our listeners uh, want to get involved with the internship program, maybe next year, how does that process go? And when do you guys start looking? Yeah. So we start looking um, kind of the end of January, early February. Um, Emily usually sends out a press release that'll get posted like on the USDA and a couple other places. Um, or even just at any point during the off season, um, shoot Emily or I an email saying that you're interested and we'll give you the information. All right, perfect. Well, listen, thanks so much for keeping the tradition alive, and we'll for sure be getting you back on here next year. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. And I won't call you an intern again. <laughs> I appreciate that because I'm not. <laughs> Rose Flood, she does a heck of a job. She Listen, she appreciates Swedish Fish. She also appreciates Anna Kendrick. So, uh, you know what? High five there because she got my Pitch Perfect reference last night. So, uh, you know, Mike dropping it and all, you know. But uh, thanks so much for stopping by. Rose Flood, the racing marketing administrator here at Harris Hoosier Park. And she's offering us cookies. Oh, man. Listen, that's it. Game over. Uh, we're going to cover uh, this race and maybe one more. Uh, my pick five is still alive. The all in the first leg did me some good. We got a big price. But they went some monster, monster fractions. Race number 12 is coming up next here at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. And girls, you know, this is an interesting race. This is where my single comes to the fore. But, you know, you disagreed with me here, Jessica, and I think uh, you have another play. Yeah, I like the one. Uh, he's up on the board right now at 7-1. to one. He has morning line, 9-2. to two. Obviously, I love the Michigan Connections, but we've seen this horse over the Hoosier Park surface before in the Opens, in the Invitationals. He ra- I thought he raced good last week. Um, beat four lengths, uh, but had Trot coming home, 27 and 254. I think drawing inside does help him a little bit. Oh, you like anything here? Uh, I like the seven double account. Um, like I said earlier, this uh, horse does have some early speed. As long as he stays consistent the entire race, I think he will be one to beat here. Um, for Andy Shetler and Jessica and I kind of uh, touched base on it earlier. Ever since Andy Shetler has had a double account, he has been able to keep him flat throughout the race. Before Andy Shetler had him, uh, he made a little bit of breaks here and there and was just not very consistent. So I think Andy Shetler has the magic touch for double account going into this race. 
All right. We are 63 seconds or so away. We got to get Emily Gaskin. Okay. So this might be one of the hardest working people that I've ever met. You have not quit. I've been, I've tried, I, I was going to call you a few times, but you were with Peter Lurie, and then you were with Rick Moore, and you've been all over the place. And she, uh, she <laughs> wants to, like she fish loves now. the Swedish fish. Let, let's first talk about that. I got to come on with you last night for a little while, and uh, you learned about the Swedish fish. I did. You opened my eyes to a brand new world. I feel like, what is it, Aladdin? A whole new world? You guys talk about these Swedish fish, and I was like, oh, that's cool and all, but I actually had one. Funny thing is, I absolutely, this is strawberry, right? That's the flavor. I love strawberry. So, anyways, I am now a Swedish fish fan. You broke my maiden, and now <laughs> I'm going to be eating Swedish fish all the time. All right. Let's talk about the 11th race a little bit. Wow. Uh, we've seen, I was just talking with Jessica, we've seen some impressive, impressive miles here. We've seen the Breeders' Crowns. We've seen the Hoosier Pacing Derbies. We saw Lazarus last year, and we're going to forgo the 12th race to continue talking here. But, you know, we've seen some amazing things. But how amazing was that? That's going to rank right up there with one of my favorite races of all time. I mean, uh, here at Hoosier Park. Obviously, I've seen a lot of races. Like you said, we've seen a lot of great races here at Hoosier Park. But that was truly something remarkable to see that horse do what he just did, obviously, off of those fractions. You know, it's one of those races that I think you could probably go back and watch it 10 or 12 times and find something else that you really like or really find remarkable about that race. And, you know, I, I went against Lather Up. I had him for a second. I just really honestly thought, you know, this horse has set two world records. He's uh, been to the well. And I honestly thought to myself, if this horse comes back and wins this race, he truly is one of the all-time greats. I mean, that was just a remarkable performance to do what he's done in such a short amount of time and on such a quick turnaround, that's the, truly the heart of a champion. And that's what you just saw down there in that long Hoosier Park stretch. That horse fought back and knew his job and went out there and did it. Turning for home, I thought me and you were a winner with Always a Prince. I really thought Always a Prince was going to be the one coming down the stretch. Yeah, I did too. I obviously have to uh, see what trainer Tyler George has to say about that. The horse got the perfect pocket, perfect second over trip, and he loves the long stretch here at Hoosier Park. He just didn't fire. I don't know if he was maybe a little short after, after having a little bit of time off could have been sick there too but i just thought that the horse uh looked a little short tonight like you said perfect pocket trip take nothing away from mick wicked i mean how about this horse last week he was first up races game this week he's first up he races game you know i hate to see people kind of get off of mick wicked because the horse has made 4.2 million dollars he's danced every dance and he does it the hard way each and every time so again i could sit here and talk all day about lather up but mick wicked deserves a mention too now you guys worked extremely hard to put this program on you guys work extremely hard with the um, with the Breeders' Crown, getting ready to put that on again next year. To this day, I still say that this was probably one of the best places we've ever come for Breeders' Crown. What does it take to put something like that on? Don't ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> I still have PTSD thinking about Breeders' Crown. No, uh, it was truly – the Breeders' Crown was going to be one of those moments in my career that I think I'll always remember. Obviously, it being the first time – it was it was truly very, very stressful, but it, to come out and do what it did, it was obviously uh, one of those things that I'll just never forget. It, it's, it took a lot of work from a lot of people, and, and when I say a lot of people, Mike, you know, it, you can talk about uh, everybody, all of us on the broadcast, but even all the way down to our, our housekeeping staff, uh, they were excited about the Breeders' Crown. I mean, we started meetings two years in advance, and as a matter of fact, we've already started meetings for the 2020 Breeders' Crown, so... Uh, it takes a lot of work, but most importantly, it takes a lot of teamwork. And at Hoosier Park, you know, I'm very fortunate to work alongside a lot of people that love racing, that just love horse racing. And when we come to these meetings and talk about racing, uh, you could go from top to bottom. And, and people here at Hoosier Park love racing. And so when we come out, put on an event like the Breeders' Crown, 
uh, you know, there's a lot of tracks that do it great, but the team members and the people that work here are the ones that take it to the next level. Sorry, I had to cheer my uh, pick four, pick five single home. So I I, I did, but but well, but check this but check this out in the tenth race. So it it worked out for me, you know. So we're we're three legs in, we're good to go. Seventy two dollar ticket. So we're three by uh, four. And I do have to ask you, are you playing? Well, I'm not asking you, are you playing? Do you have your ticket in for the Hoosier High Five tonight? Not yet, but I, you listen. We talked about this last night too. Of course, I got to get it in. It's an eleven horse field, but it's a non jackpot wager. That's the key. It certainly is, and we've got the 12% reduced takeout, 20-cent minimum wager. Uh, it, it's a really fun bet to play. I, uh, you know, have uh, had a little bit of success with it, and I really enjoy it. Like you said, a um, reduced takeout, so that really helps, and then obviously with the guarantee as well. Full field, very competitive field, so I'm very much looking forward to that as well. well listen, we certainly appreciate you guys having us back out here again. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, we look forward to coming back in September. We always love when you guys come out and you guys do such a great job. And I do want to give you all of you guys a shout out, Taylor, Jessica, Mike, and Mike Bozich, who's not here. You guys do just a phenomenal job. It takes people like you guys to continue to put in the work day in and day out to make harness racing what it is. And here at Hoosier Park, we enjoy partnering with you guys because you work so hard. And this is the type of stuff that we need, people that are thinking outside the box, young people who enjoy the sport and uh, taking it to the masses. So anytime we can partner with you guys, we truly enjoy it. And we also really enjoy uh, you guys and how much heart and soul you put into it. So thank you very much. And like I said, we look forward to seeing you in September. All right. Now go take a load off, will you? Now more Swedish fish. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Emily Gaskin, the racing marketing manager here at Harris Hoosier Park. And, I, I, you know, I got to give her credit. She has been bouncing around here all night long. And, you know, she stopped over to – she's gracious enough to stop over for an interview. But you can't even tell that she's exhausted. No, you can't. And, you know, like – doing what I do at the Meadowlands and back and forth a lot and I don't wear heels and that girl does it in heels like she's got to have and she does it in no problem in heels I mean I wore heels twice maybe this meet and at the end of the night I'm like why was that why did I think it's like beauty over pain no 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 flat shoes it is that's how my feet feel in flip or in sandals like I couldn't even imagine wearing heels all right, we are going to take one final timeout then we'll wrap this thing up what do you guys say we'll wrap this thing up take one final timeout Wrap this thing up. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. We'll be right back. Whitback Farm yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. The 2019 lineup features siblings of rich performers and first foals from productive families. In 2019, Whitback Farm is selling yearlings at Goshen on September 8th, the Ohio Selected Sale on September 13th, on Gate September 18th through the 21st, Lexington October 1st through the 5th, London October 19th and 20th, Harrisburg November 4th through the 6th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 7th and eight. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's winbackfarm.com. Post time, gates moving. They're off and it is on. Every year, the Harness Horse Youth Foundation travels the country to share the love of harness racing with the next generation. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation educates, introducing youth to new friends and opportunities. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has been a positive influence in the lives of thousands of young people since 1976. Learn how you can support bringing kids and horses together, building a stronger future for the sport. Visit hhyf.org. That's hhyf.org.
The Meadowlands racing season is just heating up with large fields, bigger purses, nightly promotions, and some of the greatest restaurants in New Jersey. There are plenty of places to catch all of the exciting action. First post on Friday and Saturday nights is 715. For more information and reservations, call 201 The Big M or visit PlayMeadowlands.com. You're tuned in to the Bet America Radio Network. Host Jason Bean brings you new shows every Monday through Friday. We bring you the best personalities from across the racing world with extensive interviews, commentary, news, games, and more. The Barn is revolutionizing what horse racing radio can be. And you can hear new shows at BetAmerica.com or just search Bet America Radio Network on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. Get in the Barn. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Mike Carter, Jess Gotten, and Taylor Johnson joining you live from Hoosier Park Racing and Casino, where we have witnessed lather up, tie a track record of 147 and two as we're getting ready to wrap this thing up. But one thing that we've highlighted on this program over the past couple of years is the internship program that is here. And Taylor Owen has been a big part of that internship program. And Taylor, one of the things uh, that we got to talk to Rose Flood a little bit ago is just how it is how it has improved um, just her in general and kind of opened her eyes to the sport of harness racing because she knew nothing about the sport of harness racing. But you grew up in the sport, did you not? Yes, yes, I did. Um, I've been around it ever since I was little, around three or four. Um, my whole family races, and it's just a great time. Now, tell us about the intern program uh, you got to participate this year. And, you know, you've been running around here like a chicken with your head cut off as well. Uh, it's got to be a teaching experience, so to speak. Yeah, definitely. Um, two years ago, I helped with, like, the Breeders' Crown and everything, and it was definitely a blast. I was definitely running around with, like a chicken with my head cut off. Um, and then between last year and this year, it's definitely helped me improve, like, handicapping and, like, learning the sport a little bit more than I already knew. And, yeah. All right. Well, listen, are you still in school, correct? Still in school? No, not not still in school. Well, listen, what do you want to do in the sport of harness racing? Do you want to work with horses? Do you want to continue your marketing career? What kind of stuff do you want to do? Um, I kind of want to work in the race office. If not, then I kind of want to learn the charting and go to charting school and hopefully get in my charter's license. All right. Well, listen, we, fi- we finally got you on the program. It's been a long time coming. I'm over here fist bumping because I'm like, yes, we finally got her on. But, uh, listen, we appreciate you taking time out of your busy night, and uh, I'm sure we'll see you later on. Yes, thank you. All right. Taylor Owen joining us from Harris Hoosier Park, the internship program here. Let's
closing time Turn all of the lights on over every 